This episode of Strange Assembly is brought to you by www.l5rsearch.com. L5rsearch.com is a comprehensive online L5R card database with tools to assist in optimizing your decks, proxying cards, or simply finding out about unusual cards. Once you know what you need, www.l5rshop.com puts cards in your hands quickly and economically. I'm Chris Stevenson, and this is Strange Assembly, Episode 63, Gen Con 2012 Review, Part 1. Never Stop Gaming. Strange Assembly is a podcast and website about board games, card games, and role-playing games. Legend of the Five Rings, and beyond. Well, it's after Gen Con, so it's time for Strange Assembly to talk about that. I'm Chris Stevenson, and... Who bothered to show up today? Mike Cook. Jay Earl. Kevin Kennedy. Yeah, we're going to pretend that Jay is Trevor because Jay wasn't at Gen Con, but Trevor was. So, so I shouldn't say anything. Got it. Mumble well, and actually, talk about you how just you hate the lion. You just need to talk about how bad a deck Lion's Landing is. Roll a d6. That's Despite how many Red Bulls you've dropped before this. <laughs> And just have exponentially more energy as... Uh, I think we, we need to make like a Trevor soundboard yeah. for the episodes that he's not here. <laughs> Lions suck. <laughs> Mantis also sucks. That's what I'm doing. I gotta get paid. <laughs> no, no, whatever, whatever he he thinks that whatever he's doing sucks. Oh yeah, yeah. He's like I, I yeah, I, I, I made top eight with Kitsune, but they're terrible. They can't win. Or yes. So what we're gonna do with the show today? For those of us who are at Gen Con, we're gonna kind of go over our Gen Con experiences, which hopefully won't sound too much like whining. For some of us. Nah, everything <laughs> sucks. <laughs> uh, then we will talk about L5R to the extent that we actually know anything about L5R anymore. So we're which, already done? Yeah. Yes. Which, you'll, which, uh, which, which you'll hear as you uh, go through our Gen Con stories. And then we will talk about the 876 new games that we played or saw at Gen Con. Yes. And uh, hopefully that won't take two hours. I don't know. It depends on how long and I, Mike, can, Mike <laughs> and I can talk about Netrunner. <laughs> we're not going to talk for half an hour about Netrunner. Uh, we can, let's, no, we're we're going to make another podcast. <laughs> yeah. we, we, yes. can, we could do that as a, a separate segment or episode some other time, maybe. After those of us who didn't get them at Gen Con have them or something. Okay, so you actually played L5R at Gen Con, Kevin, so why don't you start? Okay, well... What did you do at Gen Con? I got there on Wednesday, and we were supposed to have the Phoenix Clan dinner on Wednesday at the Mikado, but it just turned out to be me and another Phoenix player. It was an Inspider-playing friend. <laughs> this, this, this is what happens when you let your players decide things by vote. Because that's what they voted for, and they didn't show up. For Wednesday? Yes, they voted for Wednesday. That's not really a good idea. Oh, it's funny. I know. <laughs> What's funny? We, Here we... on and henceforth, all clan dinners for the Phoenix clan will be happening on Thursday. And if you don't like it, too bad. The, the Crane clan dinner 
was scheduled for Thursday, as you well know, because I, I saw you before I, I headed off there. The Ram lost our reservation, is what the hostess told me, and I didn't see anybody there. So basically, it was me, as far as I was concerned, for the... That's another tip for, for generally, don't try to schedule group things at the Ram. There are about five times as many people in the RAM as fit in the RAM at any given time during Gen Con. Well, I mean, it, it probably would have been okay work. because we had a reservation like two weeks ahead of time. But she's like, the only people I have is the crap. And she's like, I don't have any other reservation. Even if you have a reservation for people, it's very difficult. I mean, you go to the RAM, which gets taken over by Privateer Press, I think. The did. The entire place will be full. Every single seat will be taken, and there will be 50 people in line outside. And even if you have a reservation, your table is not going to be available at the time well, of your the, reservation. They, they had a nice back room that the crab guys apparently were sitting in. For oh, they got I a saw. whole room? Yeah. Well, maybe you could actually get the whole room reserved. Well, I don't think they had the whole help. room, but they, they had a long table. Yeah. So that was good, uh, but there was I, no cr- crane. I'm sorry, made, but I had the same experience you had. Yeah, I made reservations for 10 to 12 people. Because I figured that we had four people who, five people who, who said they'd make it, and they'd probably bring a friend. And I was thinking of bringing a friend. So, but and I showed up, and they they sat us down, and they were they, we had enough seats at the table for eight. Like, is this okay? I'm like, this should be okay. I don't really know how many people are showing up. And they're like, well, if you need more space, we'll, we'll make you more <laughs> space. And then like a, a half, about an hour, about a half an hour, forty five minutes later, they're like, can we move you to a booth? It was. Did you even have the AEG person show up to demo no. smash up? No, that only happened on Thursdays, which is why henceforth and here on out, clandiners are happening on Thursdays. Um, and it didn't help us that much. But. Yeah. So Thursday morning, I tried to get a copy of Netrunner, and uh, it sold out in eight minutes. Like, I got to the dealer hall, and there was this epic line at the Fantasy Flight booth, and I got a text message from my friend Mary, and she's like, yeah, Netrunner sold out in eight minutes. Thankfully, later on the convention, I found my very good friend Mike here, <laughs> who had an extra copy of it, and I gave him the puppy dog eyes of doom. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. And uh, I was able to persuade him to let me buy it off of him. As I remember it, I extorted you to actually show up and play Netrunner. Yeah. <laughs> to, which, to which I readily agreed. Yeah. That's not really extortion. It's like if you. It... I've completely lost my analogy. Well, it, well, I mean, it's extortion. It's just extortion. He doesn't care about. Well, it, yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know the extortion. It's like you can have it. You can buy it off of me, but only if you let me give you two hundred dollars. <laughs> I, I, I and only he's been desperately waiting to play. It, it, it was. It was more of an agreement. However, it would have been extortion had he not wanted to. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I was fine with that. That real honestly, that made my con. I was really, really super depressed yeah. after at the, the Phoenix Clan dinner tanking horribly and then not being able to get Netrunner, which was my sole goal for the con. Yeah. Netrunner will be available to buy in stores during the month of September, by the Allegedly. way, guys. Not so. The, the, they say the, uh, the second week of September, they, they had no idea how popular it was going to be. They said they brought more of that game than almost any other game they've ever had. And they just had no idea. They sold out, in, according to him, seven minutes. According to the CEO, they sold out in seven minutes. They actually yeah. had some more for sale on Sunday. Yeah, I know. And I, I missed that. Yeah, so did I. I think they got, like, like a truck in yep. with, with an extra they show. Had, no, 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 uh, Saturday. They had no, it on Saturday. Saturday they had more. Yeah. yeah. 
Although those were gone by the time we <laughs> yes. there too. Those were gone by the time I found out about that. But we didn't get there till like ten thirty or something like that. I can't remember. We'll get into that later too. <laughs> yeah, so on Thursday I played in the invitational and uh, my first game was against um Daniel Jacobson who was playing Crab Siege military. And um he kicked my butt. What were you playing? I was playing Shirashiba military with lots of kill. And uh yeah, he just had more kill and higher province strength, and that made things difficult. And then I played against Case, who was playing Kalani's Landing, and he kicked my butt um, horribly. And then uh, I played an extra game against Case against his uh, Lion Blitz deck, and he kicked my butt again. And again, once more, within like the space of like 10 minutes. And then I played against an uh, Ancestors deck, which I really wasn't prepared for, and that kicked my butt. And then I decided I had quite enough, and I went off to do other things. I can't really remember what I did before what I did in the evening on Thursday. I think I went around and solved some of the puzzles in the Gen Con puzzle quest, which was my primary activity during this Gen Con. I ended up solving like seven of the puzzles, which is a new record for me. They, they give you like 15, and they're usually impossibly hard. Do you get anything for solving them? Other than, you know, uh, personal satisfaction and self-respect. It was mostly it, and uh, a little. So if you're latent, it's gangbusters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I spent some time latening, essentially. Yes. And uh, and then I played in the Inmo game on Thursday evening, <laughs> which I won. And then on Friday, I played a whole bunch of different things. I started off with Hickman's Killer Breakfast, which was awesome. I got killed by a rabbit squirrel. Uh, it was really funny, because I don't think he really expected me to get killed by Rabbit Scroll. I came into the game, he asked you when you started the game how you got there, and I was looking for the restroom, I had to go really, really bad, so I took one point of bowel damage. And then somebody, and so, we're running away from this lava, and so I opt to, uh, to launch myself up the la- ladder using the pent-up gas in my bowels, which doubled him over, which made my day. Um... <laughs> And then somebody new came in, and they mentioned following a squirrel to get to they were get to where they were, and it turns out to be a rabbit squirrel. Does two damage to everybody, and my character only had three hit points, and I'm like, I'm dead. Because because usually when he kills people off deliberately in the game, they take like five thousand hit points. I'm like, yep, yeah, I had three hit points. I'm dead. Bye. <laughs> it was really really funny. I played a what I think is a prototype game for an Oz card game, and the uh, demonstrator really did not know the rules. So I didn't really find out how the game was actually supposed to play until, like, the last five minutes of my time there. Oz like Wizard of Oz? Yeah, Oz like Wizard of Oz. Was this in the demo hall, or is this the... I know they had some events where, like, you could... Basically, it was free, and you could go in and be test monkeys for people's prototype games? This was was like a regular event. They had advertised it as a regular event. I mean, and they had already gotten a lot of the uh, production and art done. Hi, Benjamin. Um, Here, but say hello, Benjamin. You have to actually say something. <laughs> don't, don't touch it. I'm going to have to edit out. That makes a lot of scratchy noises. Say hi. Do, do you think this is secretly Trevor's kid? Quiet. <laughs> oh, that look is priceless. <laughs> How dare you, Jay? 
If, if, if Chris was not holding his son, he would have reached across the room and fourth choked you. <laughs> you don't have to... You don't have to reach yeah, across the room force to force choke, choke That's somebody. the whole point of force choke. Well, Chris is not powerful with the force. He's got very, <laughs> yeah. very limited I'm a force sensitive exile. I'm pretty bad at it. Has to get within two or three inches of your foot. Throw it in order to make it work. Zero inch range on the force <laughs> <Yeah>. choke. <laughs> can, 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 I have to break to you. At that point, it's called a choke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I hear choke slamming is pretty effective these days. Yeah, yeah. Although, true. I don't know if it's is it fast enough anymore. No. <laughs> Insert joke. Yeah. So I played the Oz card game, and the player, the person demoing it, was not really knowledgeable about the rules. So the first time, two times I played played it, I thought it was bloody awful because I was playing it wrong, and I didn't really get to finish a proper game of it because then I had to go play Diplomacy, which was a lot of fun. Is that fun or fun in in, in, It was uh, a lot of fun. Okay, good. I mean, I lost horribly, but I got to epically backstab somebody in the process. Nice. And that was awesome. That's really your goal in yeah, diplomacy. Yeah, that's all you need. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was, it was like I made this deal with the Russia player. It's like, I'm going to have to take over this place, but you can take over my place. And then I was like, okay, I'm, she, I'm moving my army into my place to protect it. <laughs> and then I'm taking over his, two of his places. <laughs> oh, yeah. Diplomacy. Yeah, but but uh, England and France had made this like ironclad uh, agreement, and they just like trounced us. Yeah. Um. What else did I do? Oh, let's see. I played Inwo again on Friday, and won again. What did you play? Illuminati Nord Order. Oh, Illuminati. Okay. I could have sworn there was something else that I did on Friday. Oh, yeah, I did the speed dating on Friday. How'd that go? That was horrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't that was, imagine that going well. That was like halfway I said it with traumatic. a straight face. I said it with a straight I face. I mean, I had some very, very nice Mark conversations. I you. Uh, but... Was it, was, I just have to ask, was there a chick there with like a purple streak in her hair? Who's no. running it? No, okay. I, I don't remember. I mean, there was one very good, very attractive girl there who did not say yes to me. Even though she like took my like information halfway through our little interview, so I don't know what the heck happened with that. Who knows? I mean... <laughs> they should videotape that. Yeah. Yes. But the the other seven women there were like way older than me. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Yeah, and then I played in well again. And I got some, and I bought some games. I bought Ugtect and uh, Smash Up. And uh, then on Saturday, I played in the imita- in the main event, and I played one round in the main event, and then I dropped. Um, I I played against uh, John Seals, and he was playing a unicorn deck. In the second turn, he bought a taco. Oh God! And that was game. And that's basically how I've felt about L5R for the past, like, three months. And I may be taking a hiatus from L5R for for maybe, like, a year. Or at least an arc, maybe. I don't know. I, I really just haven't really been happy playing L5R lately. And if it weren't for, like, the people that I know in L5R, I probably wouldn't be playing at all at this point. And I need a break. Yeah. So, Saturday night, I did the 
10k card celebration and proceeded to get very drunk uh, and had a lot of food and some ridiculously spicy German mustard. Okay. That, that cleared my sinuses out like no nobody's business. It'll do that. And yes. did a lot of drinking and partying. And then on Sunday, <laughs> I woke up and I was too late to go to the event that I wanted to do. And I looked at the schedule. And was like, "Oh, this looks cool. I guess I could. I guess I could do this if I could find six six dollars worth of generic tickets." And I went downstairs to the hotel, and there were six dollars worth of generic tickets on the table in the hotel that were just nice. like left for people. And I was like, "Score!" So I went off and I played Empires of the Void, uh, which was a Kickstarter game that is basically like Twilight Imperium except seventy five percent less time and nice. easier and a lot of fun. And then I played um, the adventure sequel, the... Uh, so only four Temple. hours, if it's 75% it, less time. It actually yeah. lasted about two hours. Oh, okay. And I won pretty decisively. It was really good. I'm, like, I'm, I'm looking to see if, if I can acquire a copy of it so I can play with my friends. And then I played um, the adventure is the Temple of Horus, which is the mummy version of it, which right. was also a lot of fun. And I might end up picking up that game as well. No, that's the adventurer's one, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the first one was terrible, but I'm glad that they did something. Fantasy Flight took it over for like repro- uh, I mean, for distribution. They tend to have a good effect on it. It was it was that. a lot like the first one. Was it? Yeah. Um, Kevin liked the first one. I I liked the first one because it was fun too. It was a little. You'd probably like the second one better, honestly. But it it still has that whole risk reward. You know, you risk everything or you die. Right. Aspect. To it. Does it still have the take three hours to set up for a ten minute game aspect? No, not really. Okay, good. Um, yeah, it doesn't take three hours to set up. It just takes like ten minutes to set up for a ten minute game. <laughs> yeah. And um, and then I I went home and oh, discovered that I had too much uh too much stuff, so I had to check a bag. Oh. But it was fine because it like turned out to be like the first one off the carousel when I got off. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Sunday was awesome. And that was my Gen Con. Okay. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll go next, since I think Mike got hosed the worst at Gen Con. Yeah. Not yeah. think he did. Uh, there's really nothing to think about it. So, I also showed up on Wednesday, although... No, it's just, he goes oh. straight for what he's not supposed to. It's like yes. he has a magical As, ability. You, you obviously can't see this, although maybe you can hear it. For the entire, for like the last ten minutes since we tried to get him to talk, if that actually makes it past the editing, Benjamin has been walking around the room, picking up this card, picking up that card. Trying uh, to trying pull to, pull <laughs> mics. Yank the and cords that. out on the mics. I can't ask him not to because I'm trying not to interrupt the recording, but it's really very cute. But you can't see it, so he turns yeah, sorry. to tomorrow. So, yes, I I arrived on Sunday, although I, I did learn, I, I did not learn until too late to change my travel plans, but uh, I actually had a, a press pass this year, and you can get into, you can't pick up the press pass until Thursday morning, like you have to will call whatever you do. But even though you don't have the pass yet, they have a list of people with press passes, and you uh. can get in on trade day. Oh, that's But stinks. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, so I got on. I got there on Wednesday, but I got there too late for it to matter. And so I was in the uh, the Hilton housing block, 
except that a few days before Gen Con, I had agreed to be shifted into a suite which had been transferred in somebody else's name, and this ended up to being a problem, which I, I won't go on about too much, but so on Wednesday night, I was able to get in, I put my stuff in the room, and then the guy whose room it was left and locked the room without having given me or anyone else a key. And so I just kind of sat there on Wednesday. I didn't. I, I, I wanted to play L5R. I couldn't because my decks were in the room. I couldn't play Thunderstone. I couldn't play Smash Up. I, I mean, I had stuff. So I ended up just kind of sitting there for several hours until he finally uh, came back and unlocked the room. And I went in. On Thursday, I did my schedule of things, which you guys will, when I uh, manage to find the time, uh, eventually get to hear. I did an interview with Todd about Smash Up and Nightfall and Tempest, and an interview with Jeff Quick, the brand manager for Thunderstone, about Thunderstone, and that those interviews are already up. I did an interview with the various L5R, like with the brand managers, I guess, with uh, uh, Nico Bonjou and Sean. Carmen, who's now the uh, the RPG brand manager, and also with Adrian Burton, because Steve Argyle has a booth where he presumably makes some amount of like, oh, yeah. money because, God, his, his prints of his stuff are really, really nice. So we did that, and then I had my usual interview with Reese, although that gets a bit rushed because Reese and I have a tendency to BS a little too much uh, off, off uh, mic, and we were actually on a schedule because I had so many of these, but we have that, and then we also have a story team interview, which uh, I have to admit <laughs> I I found having having talked to people on the story team more about the whole Chicane and Alish thing. I'm really uh, I yeah I think that I, I do not really have any kind of high hopes for that. You'll you'll hear when you uh, I'll yeah uh, you can listen to the interview. Uh, <laughs> So, I finish the last of those. I finish, that's the last one. And I, we have, I had to switch to the big giant mic, like to the, the old big mic instead of the headsets like we usually use now, because we had six people, <laughs> me and six people on that. I uh, do not have that many headsets. So we finished that up, and then I went to put all the stuff back in my room, and of course the room was locked, and I couldn't get in. So I... Dumped all my stuff. I'm like, okay, well, I can just put all my stuff in somebody else's room for now. But then I realized that my $32 ticket for the RPG night was still in the room. So I'm able to get a hold of the guy, and he eventually lets me in, and I'm able to get to the RPG thing on time. And the RPG thing was fun. You got to play through basically an introductory adventure for the Second City, and they had a bunch of Heroes of Rokugan GMs in there running it. I guess the swag was a bit disappointing because it was primarily a binder and some pencils, which was not... I, like, I wasn't really sure what it was going to be because I didn't think they were going to be giving away RPG books, but that was really disappointing. I guess I could probably... Maybe I can eBay my Iweko. Like, we did get another copy of the Iweko Deciding Moment for that, so maybe I can eBay that and get my money back. Probably. But... Uh, so that, but that was fine. Then the Dragon Clan dinner also ended up at a weird. It ended up at a weird time. It was not scheduled to start until ten. So after the RPG session, I got there about eleven, and there was still a lot of people there. And 
and I was there for a little bit, uh, for not all that long, because I was exceptionally tired at this point, and I just really, so it's like, I left there at maybe 11.30, 11.45, and I really just wanted to go back to my room and go to sleep, which I should have been able to do based on my conversation earlier in the day with the guy who had the room key, because I still didn't have one. Well, I got back there, I still don't have, he's not there, the room is locked, I still don't have any way to get in, I'm bone-tired, and then I think I was kind of getting sick from something I ate at dinner. And I have nowhere to get into, and I'm about to keel over. And finally, at I don't really know exactly what time, Ashman is like, dude, we've, we've got like a roller bed that's empty right now. Why don't you go lay down in it before you, you know, die right, die right here on the smash-up table? Because we were playing smash-up. People were paying lots and lots and lots of smash-up all Gen Con. It's fun. So I was awakened at 3.30. I was very... I don't really know exactly why. I think because whoever's bet it was probably wanted, wanted it. Uh, and at that point, I was able to get into the room, which was uh, overrun with people sleeping on the floor at this point. The guy had let in... Like, there were a lot of people in the room, and, and I'm like on the floor, and I've been sick, and I'm still completely exhausted, and I was absolutely miserable. And frankly, if it had not been for the fact that it was in the middle of the night, I probably would have called Katie, and been like, who's like two hours away visiting my mother in Cincinnati, and been like, okay, that's it, I'm just done. I'm done with this convention for the weekend. I did the interviews. I'm absolutely miserable. Let's get out of here. But she's not, I mean, calling her in the middle of the night isn't really going to accomplish anything. At best, it would make her very, very mad. Uh, <laughs> it probably wouldn't accomplish anything, because she probably would just, not know that her phone was ringing, but if it woke her up, it would that would not go well for me. Uh, <laughs> so I just kind of grab the rest of my stuff, pack it away in like I, I check it at the the front desk of the Hilton, and and I guess I should emphasize here that like none of this is Link's fault. He like spent the rest of Gen Con apologizing to me when it wasn't really his fault. But I should just remember to never stay in a room where like. I'm not in charge of it or something. Or you at least don't have a key. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I didn't. <laughs> the funny thing was I still I had a key to the room I wasn't in anymore. I, it's just that didn't you know, help me because I had agreed to, to move. So I, I was up way earlier than I expected to be up, obviously. On Friday, I played Thunderstone. I spent most of the day Friday doing... Just stuff in the dealer hall. I played in the Thunderstone One to Design tournament on Friday afternoon, and I won that. So I guess I get to help design a Thunderstone card. And then there was AEG's big game nights, which at which point I was basically exhausted. Which was a shame too, because they had pre-production copies basically of Courtier and Mercante, and Dominaire there, and if I was, you know, semi-awake, I would have actually just stayed and made sure to play all three of them, but I, like, I played one game of Mercante, and I can barely even remember it, I was so tired. So, but ultimately what I ended up doing is I I was able to stay with Mike, who was out by the airport, so, for for the rest of the con, so we went out there, and then uh, we slept through the 9 a.m. start of the Main of the main event and second chance on Saturday. So I, unlike Kevin, I did not even get to show up and pay my twelve dollars for a copy of the con pack. 
Uh, I mean, I have a copy because it was with the shirt, so I have a personal copy, but it's always nice to be able to eBay that second copy. Yeah. And then I spent uh, all day Saturday basically just roaming the dealer hall and talking to people and playing new stuff. On Friday, I guess this was on Friday, not Saturday, Mike and I got to sit down and play the, and we got demoed in the Fantasy Flight Star Wars card game by one of the guys who's helping to make it, and it turns out he actually listens to Strange Assembly, which was That's awesome, because cool. that usually doesn't... <laughs> like, there's sometimes people come up to you, but it's usually not like, oh, guy who's working at a... Oh, I mean, that's part of the reason I go to Gen Con, is because, like, right two tables down, Corey Kanitska, who meets, like, like at least a fourth of their games, was yeah. demoing. Like, yeah, all oh, like, I think everybody, everyone who works at Fantasy Flight, except for, I guess, Chris Peterson... Is that like has to man a demo booth? Yeah, basically. At some point there, and it, it, that's just because he's doing so much other stuff. Probably. But uh, I did. I, I correctly. I guess we'll talk about it more later. But I, I was on uh, on Saturday when we went in to the hall. It turned out that I had correctly called what the big announcement for Fantasy Flight was on Friday, which was that they were we were doing a Star Wars one RPG. Ones, which it's not really a surprise that they were going to do one of those eventually. They announced last year that they had the license, which I think I made a joke on the website about, like, that was one of the new things. Oh, no, wait. That's, yeah. They haven't actually announced that yet. But obviously they were going to. And we could talk about that later, too. But I, I bought a copy of the beta. So the most expen- the thing I spent the most, the single individual item, I spent the most money on at Gen Con, well, like a, like a physical thing instead of event tickets or something, was... Yeah, it was thirty dollars for a beta copy of a role-playing game that I will buy the uh, the real version of later on, which feels a bit silly. But I was just very excited to see it. I yes. I accidentally gummed up the line because I just kind of saw them and made a beeline for them, and then realized I was standing in the middle of the line and had to move so it could actually do its thing. Yep. And then Saturday was the 10K card event, which I thought was really nice. Yeah, we it got really a bunch of dinner and. Yes, yeah, so um, you got you got a free drink with it. Uh, yeah, just reminiscing. Whatever they had a bunch of giveaways, we didn't get anything. But and once again, reinforcement. The L five R is like one of the best fandoms. Still. Yeah, I mean, the everybody there is just you know a pleasure yeah. to talk to. And... Yeah, uh, I got to pick up my Mask of Death module and get it autographed from the guys who do the gamers and Journey Quest. Because if you if you kickstarted it and showed up at Gen Con, then they would sign it. They would have the copies and they could and they would sign it for you. So I did that, because uh, that's one of the like three things I've now kickstarted. And then Sunday I I was originally planning to stay through Monday, but because Mike I was at Mike's hotel now and he was leaving on Sunday and then it was gonna be a lot easier for Katie. I just I just left on, on Sunday morning. I think I went in long enough to buy Katie her present, because I always try to get her something when I yeah. go somewhere, and I hadn't done that yet, and see if I could gum up enough Rise of the Rune Lord stuff at the Paizo booth to justify spending the $50, which I couldn't, because either they hadn't brought it, or they were sold out of it, or I had already bought it. And so instead I spent that $50 at the White Wolf slash drive through RPG book, because apparently I, like, if you put it on sale, I'm willing to buy any random Vampire the Masquerade or Vampire the Requiem thing. If I don't already have it, mostly not quite. I Sunset Empires for Kindred of the East is pretty scarce. They still wanted thirty dollars for that, which I think is more than it was when it came out. So I'm like, yeah, wow. that's okay. But I can, you know, pay twenty dollars for the forty dollar book. It was the we don't want to ship this home sale. Yeah, <laughs> those are always the good ones. I don't know. And then 
if you ever happen to be in Columbus, Indiana, there's a place called Scotty's Burger Pub, which is ridiculously good that we ate at on Sunday for lunch. So it's on I it's off I Columbus is off I sixty five south from Indianapolis. So if you ever happen to be in that vicinity, it was amazing. So I completely forgot to mention the epic temper tantrum that one Gen Con attendee threw at the airport terminal when he missed his plane on Sunday. Wow. The, yeah, there was this guy who missed his plane on Sunday, and he came in, and it's like, you can't do this to me. The ticket says 623. I can pay good money for this, and just went on and on. I'm, I'm sitting there, Did and I'm you like, show up at 620? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that doesn't work. It says right on there, show gates up. closed 10 minutes before. Yep. Yeah. Because they, they have to pull back from the gate by the time on the ticket, or else they count as late. Like, I have to be uh, on that flight. I'm going to die. That's literally what he said. Um, I'm not kidding. <laughs> and I was just sitting there, and I'm like, this is why we all have such a bad name in public. It's because of people like you. And for a moment there, I thought I was going to have to tackle him, because I thought he was going to attack somebody. But yeah, you, that don't, was... you don't have to. There's, there's armor, air marshals for that. I know. I know. And they get guns. Yep. Yeah, instead of, like, scrawny 180-pound bodies. <laughs> Turns out it works better. Yeah. Much more stopping power. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, now let's, let's wrap up our tale of Gen Con woe. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I flew out on Wednesday. Uh, my plan was Wednesday to Sunday, leave on Sunday, because I had looked at Monday, and just because of how... The money worked out. It was much better to leave on Sunday, even though I had to leave in the middle of the day, because I wanted like an extra hundred fifty dollars to fly out in the evening, which is ridiculous. So, um, flew on on Wednesday. They had a uh, grinder at one of the uh, at, at a local game store on the south side of Indianapolis. I cannot remember. I think it was the Gamers. I believe it was the yeah. Name. yeah yeah Gamers. And and that was the reason some yeah. of the Phoenix players gave me for not being able to make the dinner. So so um. I, I, I flew in, and we got in about 12 o'clock. The flight was fine. I accidentally upgraded to business class, <laughs> so that was $79. It's not really worth it for the hour-long flight. For, for, for not, not for the hour-long flight from Atlanta to Indianapolis. Indianapolis, no. Uh, did, especially at least, since, did, did it at least get you the upgrade for the way back, too? No. Or, no? no it's, it's a one-way. Okay. The ticket was 159 79 that should <laughs> give you some kind of proportion of how ridiculous that was. And by the time I went to try and go change it, all the other seats had been taken. I was like, okay, whatever. Forget it. Um, so I was like, ah, I guess this will be my one experience in business class, unless I start flying for business. So the flight out was nice. I, I didn't have to cram in. I crammed my legs and I got AirTran, which was a bad idea. I should have gotten Delta because I'm very tall. I, I'm six foot four. So AirTran, I literally, my legs will not fit very well in the seats. Like the back of the, the back of my chair to the back of the chair in front of me is a shorter distance than my the length of my legs, so I end up jamming them in very weird ways. Aren't you supposed awesome. to have more room in business class? No, no, the business class was fine. Oh, okay. That, that's what I'm saying. The business class was fine, but it was... Way like, back, presumably, not so much. Yeah, I, I haven't got to that, obviously. But um, that's okay. You you didn't have it. You didn't have to carry any stuff <laughs> on the way back. <laughs> and and I, I packed very light, so I only had, like, a book bag and uh, a laptop bag. I, I just always do when I fly. And I have a friend who works at uh, a local 
Uh, well, he volunteers for a local company called Cool Mini or Not, who've been doing a lot of Kickstarters and a lot of other stuff. They, they do more miniatures type of things. But they volunteer, and they drive up from uh, east side of Atlanta. So I have a deal with him where he'll actually take my bag of that I buy back with him. So nice. I don't have to pay any money uh, to actually get that back. And and, and, and this man does buy a yes. large amount of stuff. Oh, yes. Speaking of bags right. of- when you bought something at the AAG booth this year, they gave you this humongous bag. Yes, I, it, I, I, I tore it to shreds. Yeah, it, with it, all it, my did, purchases, it did, it did not survive. Well, wow. I, and especially, I think the funny thing is, I'm pretty sure that the purpose of the giant AEG bag was to get you to try to like put your fantasy flight bag inside the AEG bag that you got. Because yeah, the fantasy flight bag is also really ridiculous. The thing is, the fantasy flight bag holds holds up better, but it's like just thin pieces of I don't know, like plastic, not plastic just, just but stringy plastic for the handles. Right. So then it, it cords together to get like you know, so it, it's much less uh, distributed. So it just starts cutting into your hand. Yeah. Especially because Thursday you have to show up. Well, I'll get into that in a second. <laughs> uh, sorry. So I get there. I was like, okay, I'll go to the grinders, and I gave myself just enough time. I made the flight just early enough. I still had to get up at like seven o'clock in the morning to go down to the because I live on the opposite side of Atlanta from the airport. So if I try and go down at nine o'clock, I'm missing my flight because I'm going to hit tra- rush hour, and rush hour in Atlanta is just no joke. Yeah, I mean, you you live about if there's no traffic, you live like an hour away from well, about forty five minutes. But yeah, close enough. Just because uh, on it's right there at 285. So. Take Marta. It's stupider. That's how that goes, right? I, well, I couldn't get anybody. To, uh, well, I actually would have no taken Marta. Who, it's like, fine. No one who does not live in Atlanta gets that joke. I'm okay with it. Okay. I, I'm, I'm okay with Marta. I read I rode Marta for quite a few years. Well, for a year or two. Uh, but I, I just couldn't get anybody to drop me off. Nobody could drop me off even at the Marta station. So I was still going to have to leave my car somewhere. So I was like, fine, I'll just go and park it. Um, yeah. So. Uh, I drove, so, uh, sorry, so I flew up, I gave myself just enough time uh, to get over to the place. Like, I checked in, and I literally had, like, 15 Can minutes to sit in my tomorrow? hotel before I had to go and get ready to get uh, go down to the grinder. Went down to the grinder, I was like, okay, well, Wednesday grinder, I should have a better chance, you know, who's really going to show up on a Wednesday, da 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 <laughs> So, that grinder is 116 people. At the, the gamer's wow. grinder? At the gamer's grinder, there's not an official, no I mean, it's it an official over. grinder, but it's not at Gen Con grinder. I was like, what? And, like, I'm looking down the roll call list of people, and it's, like, basically every good player you can think of. Aw, uh, come on. It was All the people most... who won Kote are already qualified. Right. They didn't have to every, play every single one that had not yet won a Kote. That, that was that list. <laughs> oh, Chris, I thought I'm... you were going to be like, but I wasn't playing. <laughs> yeah. um, so you know, it was just this list of ridiculously good people. I'm like, well, this is not going to go well because I have Crane Scouts. And I already know that this is... Uh, I, I knew Crane Scouts was not... I didn't do the amount of testing I needed to do, whatever. I just was going to go play, mainly. I, I really was not trying to grind in because I was leaving on Sunday. So even if I did anything on Saturday to do anything on Sunday, I wouldn't have been able to play without spending a lot of money to push back my flight. So, went and played, got completely destroyed by Goju. Um, The guy was really nice, but got completely destroyed by Goju. On top of a terrible gold flip, I got recruitment officer, uh, and then I flipped nine cards and saw no more gold, and at the end of that turn, drew peace. So, (laughs) that was that deck just, you know, flipping me off. Uh, And then he proceeded to completely just demolish me because I had no practice against Goju. Um, I just Step really one, didn't realize. play interference. Yes, basically. <laughs> um, but still, no, he just, he got on a roll, and I, like, didn't read cards, and it just went badly from there. 
Uh, my second match was somebody who didn't even have his cards in sleeves. Uh, he was playing, it was a very nice guy, but he'd only been playing for like a year or so, and I don't think, that's probably like a casual year. Uh, he was playing Unicorn, he was playing the, um, the, the keep, the one that lets, turns your tacticians into cavalry. Okay. Um, his first turn was the three-fourths blank tactician cav chick and a, a holding. The one that costs like nine? It costs five. Okay. She's three force tactician for five for seven, so five for them cheap. Um and then the second turn was to buy a sham seer and put it on her, and then he tacticianed a province turn two. Yeah, I, I was like, okay, so I I uh I ended up buying my cavalry scout guy. He showed up where she showed up, he didn't have any kind of sneak attack, and I strategic struck her. Strike played against her, whatever. Killed that, and that was basically the end of the game. I, 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 from that point, I had just been, built a normal economy, and he just didn't have anything. Um, was a really nice guy, but that, that's how that went. But like I said, didn't even have a second sleeves. Which I didn't think about. That. Technically, that's not legal. Not that I really would have called him on it. But, Sadly, that is not legal. <laughs> um, I, I mean, you know, I wasn't going to be a jerk about it or whatever. But So then I get to the next round. I'm like, okay, well, I'm in the loser's bracket, so hopefully this will go a little bit better. Um, I played against Lion Honor. And I had actually beaten an Ancestor Honor. There's a local player who had an Ancestor deck, and with this same deck, minus a couple changes, I had actually beaten him with it. But I just... It was, it was more bad luck than anything else. I just... I, I didn't get that one. It, I didn't get completely demolished, but he won pretty solidly. The next one was uh, Dishonor out of the Siege box, and mm-hmm. I just completely misplayed that game. Like, I completely misplayed it. I bought the guy... Uh, I bought uh, Akiha, or the Daidoji Daimyo, who is the only person in the deck with three personal honor, about her turn two. Um, oh. And realistically, Crane Scouts goes two turns of gold, then buy people and start attacking. Because typically that gives you enough time and enough build-up that you can take provinces without too much problem. Um, and I didn't have a couple of cards I needed in hand, and I misread the card because he had... It turns out when you have two different people that can negate your actions, that's really annoying and terrible for when you're not the person doing the negation. I, I saw a pretty neat trick where he threw the killing strike on the, on one of his courtiers. Unstoppable strike? Unstoppable strike. He threw unstoppable strike on one of his courtiers uh, and then had a whole bunch of negation, so one of my people died to that. It's like, oh, that's, that's kind of a neat trick. Too bad I don't have an exorable in my hand, but, you know, whatever. Um... So then I lost to that, and that was my third loss. And I was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll keep playing. Uh, nobody dropped, but they... Uh, nobody dropped... Nobody listed as dropping, apparently. And he managed to pair four of us right next to each other who wanted to keep playing. I guess four par- people who had left. It, against four people who had left. It, it, it was like 41 to 45. Nobody was there to play. It, we, we kept wanting to play, and... Um, I was quite sad because I actually got paired up against Mark Armitage, who I've seen on Facebook through mutual friends and on uh, whatever. So I wanted to get to say hi. I just saw his name. I was like, oh, okay, cool. But he didn't show up. So, oh, well, whatever. I, I can't blame him. It's fourth round, and that's all that grinder is. So I play, ended up playing another guy. He had Crab Scouts we, while we were waiting. He completely demolished me. Uh, and I had been up at, for about 33 or 34 hours at this point. So... Yeah, it's still not channeling that Trevor very well. Um, and yeah. so I, I was like, you know what? I'm really upset. I was, I was kind of upset just because it was really frustrating. I was like, you know what? You're really tired. You need to go eat. You need to go sleep. So I went and I did that. Thursday, I specifically got up really early in the morning, like 7 o'clock in the morning, 
because there were three different items that I really wanted from Gen Con. I wanted Netrunner, because I'm, I'm a huge fan from back in 96 when it, when it first came out. Even though I didn't even get to play that much, I just loved the ideas and the concepts um, and, and how it played. The Iron Kingdom's role-playing game, which also released uh, at Gen Con, which I've been waiting seven-something years for, if my calculations are correct. And I wanted cities for Seven Wonders. Those were the three things I really, really wanted. So I'm standing outside the door. I'm there about an hour and a half. I'm playing on my phone whenever talking to people while I'm uh, just watching the crowd around me get up and up. And like when I got there, it was probably about 30 people waiting, waiting at the door. And I just happened to pick the doors right in front of the Fantasy Flight booth. I actually figured I picked one, one over. Because Gen Con, the convention center opens at like 7 or 8 o'clock, I it think. Was, it was open all night. It was open all night. So the, the throughout dealer's Con. hall only opens at 10 o'clock. So I was there waiting from like 8.30 uh, to, to get in because I knew my idea was I was going to go run, grab the Iron Kingdom's role-playing game, buy it real quick, then run back over to Fantasy Flight because there was a whole bunch of stuff I had planned to buy. Um, and Iron Kingdom's role-playing game, because I haven't played War Machine or Hordes recently. I, I didn't really plan on picking any of that stuff up. So, as it gets closer and closer to time, there's just, like, I, I can't explain it. It literally, like, was, like, 600% more people. It was just a huge press of people. It had to be a 1,000 people that were waiting at the doors right there. Gen Con attendance was up, like, 30% this it, year. It was, yeah. like, they said it was, like, 40,000 unique people. 13, but it was, I mean, it was a large percentage. somehow... It managed to feel less crowded this year. Yeah, in some yeah, in some ways it, it kind of did. But there initially it was like really, and I've been, I did the exact same thing last year. And it, no, actually I take that back. I actually went and played Grinder on Thursday, and I have last year to thank the fact that I actually have Netrunner because like you know what I'm going to go play Grinder on Friday and go do all the stuff I, I really want to do on Grindr Thursday. Grinder on Friday is much easier and. Some amount of like new release and con exclusive stuff will be gone by the time you go into the dealer hall on Friday. Yeah, I mean, but Thursday you're usually pretty good. Like all this stuff that was exclusive that I wanted to get on Thursday. I mean, there there weren't any like promo stuff I was trying to get. Just stuff that got early released is usually what I want. So last year I was able, uh, like during my break after the second round, I ran in and got all the stuff I needed. Thankfully, I didn't try and do that this year because so we're at the doors. That's what uh, I tried to do. It's it's, it's ten a.m. <laughs> And the doors open, and literally people are, like, run-walking. Like, they are, like, almost sprinting. I'm like, holy crap, you know, I don't expect this from gamers. We're not exactly a fit people, uh, typically. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, people are, like, rushing. I'm like, what, what is everybody rushing for? Uh, I guess we're like dwarves, though, over short distances, you know. We're, we're there when, when you put a carrot in front of us. Um, no, I'm like that carrot was Netrunner. Yes, so I I got to Netrunner and I was probably only like a hundred people back from the doors, and the Fantasy Flight booth was right there to the left because it was the middle set of doors. So you walk in in maybe thirty forty feet. There's the booth, and right there on the corners where I had all, they had all the Netrunner, and I saw it just getting picked apart like. I, like piranhas on something that's accidentally wandered into the Amazon River, like with, with a nick on its sh uh, on its shoulder or something. I mean, it was just going. I'm like, I need to grab this right now. So I ended up. I was like, okay, do I want two copies or three copies? I ended up grabbing two because, like, let's not be greedy. And so I grabbed it and then I walked over to X Wing and then the booth was just packed at that point. And it was never packed that packed again. But at the at that point, it was really packed. Forced my way over to X Wing, got my X Wing, got. Uh, one of each of the displays and another one of the X-Wing, because I'm, I'm a big dogfighting fan. Anyway, so 
I got all that stuff. Then I went to go find the line. And that line was kind of ridiculous. It, it literally looped around the booth, like, like completely around the booth, and then back on itself again. Like where their demo station was is like towards towards the back of the line after it had wrapped around. I uh, it then, of course, apparently Wi-Fi got hit really hard when they opened the doors, so their servers went down and they couldn't ring anybody out. So I was in that line for an hour and a half. Yeah, I think there were some issues over the weekend with so many of the retailers how using Square to yeah. process their payments that. That it was messing things up. Yeah, there was something, because not only was I in the line, it literally literally did not move for, like, the first half hour. And I'm holding, like, I am not particularly in great shape, so I'm sitting there holding these boxes that get heavier as you hold them <laughs> for about half an hour. Uh, my arms at the end of day one were, like, rubber, uh, which leads into a future thing. But anyways, so I, I ended up talking to a really nice guy who runs another website, um... It actually deals more with LCGs. But anyway, so get up to the front, check out, great. Um, got my stuff. It turns out they sold out in like seven minutes. I'm like, holy... Because I got to the end of the line, and then I heard they sold out. It was literally, I went and I grabbed my stuff, I forced my way over, got some more stuff, and then I got to the line, and it was sold out. It was done. It was just ridiculous. Yeah, I, I literally got to the Fantasy Flight booth at 10.10. Yeah. And I was like, what the heck is... what? what? Is this a line for the Fantasy Flight booth? It's like, yeah, and then I got this text message. It's like, never going sold out in eight minutes, Kevin. Yeah. Go. Yeah, no, uh, there, I mean, I, I talked to people who got there at like 10.09. There, uh, that story has been repeated and got repeated to me like three, four times over the weekend. Unless you were Will Wheaton, and then you could go on and tweet, tweet pictures of yourself going, ha, ah, ha, I have it. Well, he did it on Saturday, so I have to assume that he got one on Saturday. Like someone must have brought it through. To, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. It, what, what, what do you know? A game company is willing to set aside a copy for Will Wheaton. Well, a Why day, ever would they do that? Uh, of their, well, uh, their recap, uh, the Fantasy Flight recap videos, day one has him in the front of it. So oh, okay. maybe he got some compensation for that. Um, anyway, so I did that, then I went head over a privateer press booth, and I was like, okay, well, so where's the end of the line? It's an hour and a half. I'm not really expecting it, the uh, role-playing game, but they've got stacks of it. Um, and I'm like, where's the line? They, they told me, oh, it's capped. What do you mean it's capped? Apparently it stretched so long they wouldn't let anybody else get in the line. But even if you, if, even if I had gotten in that line, apparently they sold out of Iron Kingdom's role-playing game just like that. It would have been as fast as Netrunner, but they actually controlled who was getting access. Netrunner was just out on the floor. Like, there was no control over it. Because they had no idea. They, had, they knew it was going to be popular. there was no limitation on how many copies they right. could buy. Well, and, and so people did buy five or six, but from my own personal experience walking back through that line, everybody had, like, two copies, maybe three copies. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean there, there was not a whole you, lot of If you want to build decks with it, you need to buy two copies. You really need to buy yeah. two copies. Three copies, I don't even think you necessarily have to do, but two copies is probably a really good idea. I'm probably going to end up getting two more copies so I can build decks with one of them and just play starters with people I'm introducing right. the game to. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I mean, three is not a bad idea. You can buy them more as you know, as you have other uses for it. But even when I went online the next couple of days, I couldn't find any of them pop up on eBay. I mean, this was literally people were buying them to have them for their friends or oh, yeah. not. Um, but so anyway, so the I, Iron Kingdoms would have been the exact same thing, but they actually lined it up. So I didn't get a copy of that yet. Although they pushed that up to September as well because it was going to be October. But it got sold out so fast, they're like, okay, we need to push this production up. So I didn't get that, and then 
later in the day, because th- that was my day to wander around and look at stuff. Uh, later in the day, I headed over to the Seven Wonders, and uh, I think it was the Asma D booth. And they had Seven Wonders, and they had Seven Wonders leaders, but there was nothing anywhere about cities. And I was like, oh, I guess it just didn't come out. Although I thought uh, the release date was August, so I was like, well, it has to come out pretty soon. I guess they just didn't bring it or whatever. Come to find out, it just had sold out very, very quickly. Yeah, that was not the only thing that, that Asmodee sold, sold out, out of right away. Well, uh, Seasons, oh yeah, they, which isn't made by them. It's made by, like, Lillibold or something, but is distributed by Asmodee in the U.S., and that sold out right away. And there was, I mean, there was like a demo table of it, right? And I, yeah, it just, I just never happened to go over there at a time when it was going to be. So I didn't get to play that, even though it was one of the things I wanted to try to I find see it, at the con. I found it somewhat weird that Seven Wonders. I mean, I guess it's just known as a good game right now, but Seven Wonders is easily one of the best games I've played in the last five years. I've not had anybody have an, all that negative a reaction. I mean, you'd have to be very opposed to this style of game at all to have a negative reaction, and they didn't even have any kind of demo for it at all that I saw. Like, none. Yeah, Which I didn't had... know if they're just like, at this point, everyone knows how to play Seven Wonders, right. so I we're mean, not going to waste a demo like, station on it. Or... one demonstration or something. You know, it goes really fast. It'd be the fastest demoing game almost on that floor uh, that lasts any kind of length of time. Uh, so I, I, w- I didn't even know it was there, but then we found somebody later in the con who actually had bought the pack of cities when we sat across from them. I was like, oh, okay. But I got home. And it came into my FLGS, which honestly, I probably should have waited on a lot of the stuff to buy it from the FLGS, because I actually could have bought it at a discount rather than, you know, how much ever con it was. Price, yeah, yeah, con price. Uh, but, yeah, well, you know, whatever. I, I want to spend money to spend more money, because I'm stupid, apparently. Uh, <laughs> you definitely are a, I, whatever it is, I want it as soon as humanly possible. I mean, you were, yeah. right, you were in the, okay, I'm doing the Diablo 3 beta, and then it shuts down for like three days, and... You're like dying no, until well, it, it goes back online. It was <laughs> Still, <laughs> well, you know, it, it happens. Uh, I, I went and I, I talk, and um, when I went to go get cities, he's like, something else came out, and I was like, yeah, I, I kind of grabbed it. Oh, it was the the Hobbit, uh, the new Lord of the Rings TCG. I I, I got that, and he's like, and he's like, oh yeah, I got it. I was like, I'm sorry, I've got poor impulse control. <laughs> oh, that was a. Oh, I thought that was like a new thing for the Lord of the Rings LCG. Yes, that's, that's what it oh, is. Oh, I thought you said a new TCG. No, no, so sorry, I, sorry. It's a new okay. thing for the TCG. Yeah, the, 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 okay. Um, it's, it's, it's an expansion where you actually get to play through the stuff of the half. It, they're actually going to have two of them. The first oh, half is the first half and the second half right, is the second half. Right, and you've got half. Oath and Anvil, and we haven't played Rune Age I couldn't Age find my Rune Age. I don't know where it is. <laughs> I, I, I have so many games, I, no I can't find yes, them anymore. Yeah. Well, I, like, no, I mean, I know where everything is. I, I just I don't know where it is. I might be... Uh, somewhere else, but anyways, <laughs> you know where everything is, but you don't know where it all is. Well, no, I mean, like, it. like, it's not like it would be obscured somewhere. I know where it should be. I just, it's not there. I, I don't know. It's a thirty-five dollar game, so if I have to replace it, it's not. I'm not going to cry over it. But so I ended up getting X-wing, the expansion packs. I ended up getting uh, the, the the two copies of Netrunner. I ended up getting. I went back and the next day and got the Hobbit, and I got. Uh, they actually have a print-on-demand. For the Lord of the Rings, no, sorry, Game of Thrones board game uh, called Dance of Dra- uh, Dance with Dragons that actually updates the board game. It's a six-player. You have to play six-player, but it's six-player update to the sixth book. 
so the house cards all change and like your setup all changes and stuff, and it's supposed to play much quick more quickly. I actually don't have that game, but my friend has that, and we play it. So he was wanting to know if they had it, and I texted him back, no, because they had this whole wall of it. Like the upper half of it was just that, and this bottom half was the LCG. And I was like, what the hell is this? And and he texted me, did they have? It? And I was like, no. And I went back the next day, and I was like. Oh, that that that's that's what that is. So he yeah, got a nice you. surprise. <laughs> I I, I, sh- I showed up to his at his house. And I was like, no, I I totally lied. Here you go. But uh, what else did I? I I did the Star Wars LCG, and I really liked it. Although I did not get quite as good a demo the second time around because there were some rules that the guy was not a hundred percent on. Um, like I didn't realize he had to focus to strike. He, it was just like it was like tapping to attack or whatever was how he kind of described yeah. it. Uh, so, anyways, uh, I played that and I I thought it was really really good. I can't remember what else I did on Thursday, so I got home, I um, I went around and looked at a whole bunch of stuff, got the layout of the con and whatnot, uh, met up with people, uh, we, we've already basically gone over that, uh, the, the clan dinner didn't happen, or if it did, I didn't know anybody to talk to about it, a lot of, all the people that I knew either didn't show up or did not attend because they were at the Thursday RPG. So then, I got home, I was super, super tired, I've been carrying around that stupid bag all day, my arms were super tired. I just had no energy, so I had driven through someplace on the way back over because my hotel was over by the airport, and I had a rental car. So I left my backpack in the passenger side window, uh, the passenger side, and I just, I was so tired. Oh, that's where I put it when I drove. When I got there, I was like, I'm so tired. I don't want to take anything in. I'm just going to take this copy of Netrunner and my fast food, and I'm going to go up, and, and, you know, that's going to be it. So I come down f- uh, Friday morning. And I'm like, well, why is my uh, window rolled down? Well, it wasn't rolled down, it was smashed out. So, lesson to all con people, uh, if you're going to conventions, um, and and there was also a MotoGP in Indianapolis that same weekend. Anytime there are conventions, thieves know this, and they watch for stuff like that. Uh, So, make sure, you know, like they say, just don't leave your valuables Anywhere where it's visible. I would say, you know, take it into your room if you could. Because an SUV down the same lot got its back window smashed out to so they could grab something out of... Uh, and it was like a, a smaller rectangular window. It wasn't even like a full window. So they really wanted whatever they got. Um, so then my first couple of hours were dealing with that. Getting a police report filed and going and uh, talking to the rental company. Which took me two hours for them to tell me, oh, just drive it in and we'll get a, another one. Okay. Uh, so I did that, and then I finally uh, got to the convention center, then uh, we went around, uh, I, I met up with Chris, and uh, got to talk to uh, Robert Denton, Bobby, who is on the story team, uh, who I knew th- from the Crane Clan, so we caught up a little bit, the Crane Clan forums. So we caught up a little bit, then we went around on the floor, and I did a bunch of stuff, and I'm trying to think of what else happened at Gen Con. I mean, that, that was most, honestly, that was most of Gen Con. Most of the rest of my Gen Con was just going around. Because Friday was when I was going to grind in, and I had no deck. So that, that was basically it. Uh, I don't think there's actually anything else interesting. Most of everything else was what you were talking about. Yeah, so uh, I guess since, you know, Mike wants to, to man up and everything, but since the guy was out, the cost of repairing the rental car and various electronic things that were in the backpack, and his deck. Anybody happens to have, like, an extra copy of Peas or some of the nifty stuff from Forgotten Legacy that, you know, you only have one of? Well, yeah, the, 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 the backpack had, I mean, it had some electronic stuff. Thankfully, it was nothing that, like, it's stuff that I, I like, but I just don't use that often. But I take it on travel, and I don't travel that often. 
Um, but I had all of my spares. I had my spare binders in. Uh, the, they're the the Ultra Pro Black Page, where they're side loaders or whatever. Oh, the nice ones. Yeah. Yeah, they, and uh, I I actually had just read an article like a few months ago on card theft on uh, tournaments. So I specifically had gotten these binders, you know, so that they're single load only. There's a blue one and a white one, and I had my deck in there. Um, and I totally just left it in the passenger side window, uh, passenger uh, side of the car. So, yeah, is what it is. Uh, we would end with the funny segment where we asked Jay what he did during Gen Con and heard about him playing Assassin's Creed and what and movies. Sleeping in, yeah. But I think that this segment has gone on more yeah. than long enough. So we'll be back to um, talk about L5R based on our vast first-hand personal experience yeah, for games environment <laughs> Okay, so L5R, let's see, there was, there was the War of Honor tournament, which was won by a Phoenix Enlightenment deck that I believe never even got to a third turn. Yes. It just, yeah. Uh, so I'm guessing that unless there's some sort of meta card for that out there, I'm guessing they're going to have to ban something in War of Honor to make it functional for Worlds. The main event was won by... Lion, Minrage, Military, and second place was Lion Blitz. The second chance was won by Crab. I think it was Crab Scouts. And the second place deck was Lion Blitz. Uh, I certainly... I, I felt really silly when I was editing the the TSE episodes because I realized like our Lion segment was like 10 minutes long and we did not talk about Blitz at all, despite the fact that we had been talking about Blitz among ourselves since like May, yeah. uh, before TSE preview, just with the... Uh, the Kote Pro well, was in the there. The Blitz deck didn't really get anything out of that set, though, did it? No. The no. mid-range did, but the Blitz did. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I mean, that was... Uh, yeah, it, the, the, the Kote Pro was added a number of key cards to that. So, yeah. I, I mean, I think the big... Although it, it neither of them won, the big themes for the weekend were Blitz and Kalani's Land. Yeah, three of the top... Eight decks were blitz decks. There was a Henshin blitz. There was a Phoenix Spell military blitz, and there was a Lion Scout blitz. And, and then three of them were Kalani's landing. Kalani's landing, yeah. So and and Trevor Which, says that the Jay, that's your cue, your cue. You oh, am you, I still playing the part of Trevor? Yes. You oh, know what you have to say. Suck. And Kalani's landing Kalani sucks. Kalani's landing so sucks. Yeah, I, I, part, you part were to that order. <laughs> part of the problem with blitz is that. There's some meta for it, but it's easily negatable meta because it's all just bow your guys. So as long as they've got, like if they've got a caught in the act, it doesn't matter. The henshin straightens himself off of the bow meta. And even the stuff that is bow them, negate their straightening, he straightens before the negation happens. Yeah, I was playing against cases, Lion Blitz deck, and... I got my hidden defenses on turn one, and I played it. I bought both his guys, but he was still able to take the province with his followers. Yep. Yeah. There was some interest. The top dragon, and I think the only dragon in the cut, certainly the only dragon in the top 16, in the main event was a faceless honor deck. There was a faceless scorpion dishonor in the uh, the second chance event. I don't... No, I don't really have a... Standing objection to faceless decks, but people 
some people have consternation about this sort of thing. And that was actually Ashman too. So so Ashman gave me somewhere to sleep for the two hours of sleep I got on Thursday night and then got Top of Family Dragon. Yeah, I do have to say there there's seems to be just a lot of discontent with the environment. Like yeah. a lot of people just think it's everything is so fast and so crazy and I'm left here being like, well, I guess I can be happy with the fact that my whole Kensei has really fallen behind all these speed decks thing is true. That's turned out to be true. Yay. <laughs> I, congratulations to me. I, yeah, but it, but it means even when the good decks fall behind the speed decks, the decks that were already struggling um, fall that much more behind. Yeah. I, I mean, I, it's really hard for me because I know a lot of really good players are really happy with the environment. I mean... Uh, Donnie, who won the, the Atlanta Cote and made Top Phoenix at Gen Con, it's like, well, there were a, a wide variety of decks out there. There were three different Phoenix decks. There were a bunch, and the game and the tournament was won by a mid-game military deck. Yeah, there, there is certainly not a lack of variety, and I don't know. I don't actually have. Maybe I'll be able to scrounge them up because I wasn't really there poking people. I don't actually have the numbers for Gen Con right now. But yeah, I mean, even before Gen Con. The the numbers were really relatively balanced. There are a, a lot of different ways you could do things. It's just that there's, I mean, balance is a probably a necessary but not sufficient condition for a good environment. And well, I mean, there's different types of balance too. Like like a six sided die is balanced, but it's completely random. Yes. And as long as the you know your faction is two, then you know I guess you're okay. Yeah. Uh, if your faction is seven, you're really in trouble. Yeah, well, I mean, <clears throat> I think for the most part, when if you factor out some of the the top one really fast tier decks, like the tier two band is really big. It seems like like there are just a lot of decks that fit in tier two. Even tier one's probably bigger than it normally is. Yeah, um, it is. Other than saying Kalani's Landing or Blitz, which are both relative, I mean, Blitz, that's an archetype, but there are several varieties. I mean, there's even, there's at least two clans of Blitz, but, but, and, um, and Kalani's Landing is a lot of different decks, although it's still all one stronghold. Well, the uh, the one, one of my friends that plays on the south side of Atlanta, he plays a Kalani's Landing Blitz. Uh, it's probably not as strong as, like, the Lion Blitz or whatever, the, but... The Swarm one? Yeah, Swarm one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that one kind of has, uh, yeah, it can Blitz or it can Swarm or it can to decide what it wants to do, but I... It tends not to be as strong, I, I feel like, after, like, the first couple provinces, it's not quite as good. But it, it's still really annoying to play against. Yeah, my Kensei can stand up to that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, I, I wish we had something more exciting or interesting or yeah. something to say about that. I mean, there are... It, it's a shame to... I mean, there are, there's a lot of different things that you can play. I mean, there, there are... 38 technically different themes, and there's no way that you're going to be able to say, oh, I want to play this sort of theme deck, and, I mean, that's on top of the whole, like, everything out of Kalani's Landing is completely non-thematic. The Blitz decks aren't generally particularly thematic. They, uh, you know, the the Phoenix one, the Phoenix Spell Blitz, I guess that. When when you've got a deck that's, I bring in Courtier so I can sacrifice them to bring in my giant Oni, yeah, the theme kind of goes out the window a little bit. Yeah, so I mean, there are just I mean, there are there are just a lot of different options. Crab has a variety of things that it can do. Crane doesn't have anything it can do. Dragon 
probably doesn't really have anything great it can do now anymore. I don't know how well the faceless holds up if people are ready and people know what's coming. No uh, idea. I, Lion still have great options. So that's at least two clans with great options. Mantis can play, like, I guess if you count three different kinds of Kalanis or something as variety, yeah. they can. Because I had even built, like, I... Yeah, I, I mean, I've been really struggling with kind of putting the finger on why I'm so unhappy right now with the, the CCG. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I don't have a variety of decks to play. It's not like I don't have different deck building options to play from. It's just, it, like, that, that, la- that last game I played at Gen Con just kind of epitomized how I feel about the environment, is that they have that one, like, auto-include card in the deck, and it shows up, and then the game's kind of over. I I, I what felt was the one auto including the Hotako. This time? The Hotako, yeah. I mean, I mean, but, well, she gets worse at least with seeds. Yeah. But well, I mean, to me, uh, I mean, obviously, as a crane player, part of my problem is just I, I feel like I really don't have that competitive of a deck. That, oh, you don't, you don't. Uh, crane, I, you don't. I mean, our and, best and if competitive you're spider, deck, the best you've got is is Goju and hoping you don't run into your things it, that completely nuke your deck. Yeah, I mean, our best deck is probably that really. Is the Blitz Asahina Honor, but that gets weaker when Dishonor shows up. I mean, when Den of Iniquity showed up, it, it basically put the death, uh, it was the death knell for that winning too much more. Yeah. There seemed to be my, the, you know, reporting, not that we have actual statistics, but the reporting was that there was very little honor, honor especially, or, dis, or even Dishonor in, right. the, in the main events. Uh, I mean, for, for, so for me personally, even I, I I was very much ready to play something different out of Crane. I am very loyal, and that, that's what you get in this game, um, to Crane. And I didn't even think I would be that loyal. I have no problem playing other decks, but if I'm in a tournament, I want to play my clan. Yeah, no, it, I, I don't know. I actually built multiple things. I went there with... I said I thought that some sort of Kitsuki thing was probably the best, but I just did not want... I don't know why. I just did not want to play that. So I still had a Kensei built. I had Trevor's Kitsune Honor, because... I thought it was a reasonable play for this weekend to be like, okay, I lose to other honor decks and let's bring it. Right. Uh, which would have, I think, percentage-wise, would have worked out reasonably well. And then I had the deck that amuses me the most, which is, which was a Phoenix non-human based deck. Right. Yeah, that looks fun. Except I don't except think I could possibly be competitive. Like with, it's, it, it, you can have competitive games with, with other, with good, really good decks. But yeah, when you roll out the the really top notch cream of the crop stuff, you just you're gonna get rolled. Well, so, so I, I think that's um, so on top of just my clan doesn't have a, a really great deck right now. Kevin, I I have the same problem where I, I have a hard time. I'm not having a good time in the environment right now, and I'm having a hard time putting my finger on it. On top of the deck thing, I, I think it, it's a combination of two things. One is just I think a lot of it is what you lose to is not fun to lose to. It's the same problem right. that we had at the beginning of CE. When Blitz gets really big, you don't get to play a game, really. It's, do I draw my meta? No, I drew my meta, but it still doesn't do anything. Or, you know, I didn't draw my meta, so now I'm I'm just kind of borked. I mean, well, for it, me, it's just like the, you have these huge swings of power throughout the game that are random. And, I mean, there are card games out there, like Shadow Fist, for example, as these huge swings of power. I hate Shadow Fist. I can't play that game. It just it's just not very tactical. Like I mean, it's just not very strategic. Is what I mean to say. It's tactical, but it's not strategic. Um, 
to me, the Shadow Dragon's not a fun thing to play against. It might be a fun thing no. to play, but having somebody come in and steal your guy while that's very thematic, I would almost, I would almost rather him just be destroyed. Like, his, his face got eaten, whatever, and I make a spud guy. I'm okay with that. You come in and steal my guy with all the ninja that's out there is just so demoralizing. In Kalani's Landing, when you see 50 million cop, uh, when you play the same deck 50 million times, but there's 50 million variations. The other problem I had was I couldn't never play test effectively unless you were just going to sit and play test against every deck you could possibly think of. And there's a lot of them you don't end up not right. playing. There's so many variations. I mean, part with so many different. We it, it makes uh, it really I, hard. Part of the problem I, for me is that well, for me it was. I, I think I this don't, stuff is over the top. I mean, you really like. It's hard to say that like it's a downside that there are so many decks out there that it's hard to play test against all of them. I mean. That may be true that it's hard to playtest all of them, but usually we'd consider that a good thing. But I, I really think, I mean, part of it is, part of it at least is a power level issue. The the game, I'm not going to get into Lotus versus Emperor whatever nonsense, but clearly the power level has been steadily increasing since Lotus got the power down to going to Samurai. And then Celestial was a you know, a real step up from Samurai, and then Emperor is a real step up from Celestial, and it just kind of it just kind of got down. I mean, I had a you know, and some of this is in the interview with Reese, and then some of it was us chattering offhand. You know, we were talking about like, Unorthodox Attack, I think, is kind of an exemplar of that. And he yeah. could, because that that's a card that should be good. That was a card when Before the Dawn was previewed, you know, so this is before we, you know, Forgotten Legacy and all that, Before the Dawn gets previewed and people think that that card is going to be oh, yeah, great. It, it was and a, I, oh, yeah, I thought, absolutely. I, I thought even at the time that people were overestimating that, but it has ended up being, it's completely unplayable. Yeah. It, Basically, Restrictionless Battle Bow a Guy is not playable. Bow a card. Yeah, yeah, Bow a card. Res- virtually Restrictionless Battle Send Home is not playable. Your actions have to do more than that. There's Everything just has to be more and more and more over the top, and we're not really going to get into seeds, but you know, you look at seeds, and if, if you don't look at a card and be like, oh my god, that's ridiculous, it's like, if it doesn't feel ridiculous, it, who knows if it's even playable. Well, it, I mean, it, the thing about the game I had against my last game was, I, I mean, I dealt with Hotako, I killed her, and then he, he goes to this battlefield and I'm not defending, and he just brings her back without any cost, and she just keeps coming back. Um, it it was just one issue compounded by another issue compounded by another. Don't you, I thought you had... Doesn't the opponent have to be there to bring him no. back without any cost? No. Not for at any cost. It did for sure. Will. Okay. Yeah. So, I I don't know. At any cost... I don't know if at any cost is really... I, it's not... It doesn't even seem like a... It seems like a solid card, but not particularly... Crazy oh, you, the you, thing, but then got, everything's like, like people crazy. die and comes back, and I'm like, I don't know if that's really that good of a card. Yeah. It's like I just pay and bring a guy back. It's just a strictly superior version of a card that was heavily played during the prior arc. So why would it feel that it was particularly good? I think we're this. This is the most down whiny segment I think we've ever had. Well, it's just how we. And Trevor's feel not right even now. here. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, I, I'm really not a whiny person. Like, I was happy throughout Celestial Edition, even though my clan was performing poorly. I was, I felt really happy with Phoenix, and this arc, I've been like, Duh. I mean, I, I've whined a little bit about the crane, I feel like, probably a little more than a little bit, but... Part of the problem is, I have heard, there have been way too many conversations that go, oh, I can't wait until the next arc comes out, and then I have to be like, that's another year and a half. Yep. And people are like, oh, that's right. 
Yeah. Well, because the other problem is the power level is where it at with where it's at. Unless they do some kind of banning or whatever, they can't. There's nothing. There's nothing. The, you can the, ban. Yeah, there's, there's there's not any one big unless you ban the Kalani's landing, and that's just not going to happen. No. Um, the and prob- and, and you have at, to do something to the Blitz too. I mean, but look at CE. The, 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 they we actually had similar problems CE because you had the Blitz problem that they went and nerfed a couple things right before. Um, yeah. Right before the Cote season, uh, right after CE base CE. And, you know, the reason that they did that and they put out the Blitz meta was because they said, you know, people want to play their game, and when you get blitzed, it's just not that fun, but we're, we're kind of there again. Yeah, it's kind of weird. You basically don't want Blitz to exist. I don't I don't think this is actually a good idea, but I almost wonder, like, maybe there should be a you-can't-attack-until-your-third-turn rule, because that's really what it's ultimately down to, is you don't want people to be able to Blitz. You just don't print the like, cheap if Blitz, spuds. If Blitz is a good... But you want to be able to have cheap spots. I mean, they're like right. I mean, I mean you, you want you, to be able to make personalities across a cost spectrum. You just basically don't want people to be able to attack on their turn two, especially if you go first and attack on your turn two and take provinces. That's that's just ugly. It's I mean, part of the problem. Like, it's much harder to use economy to stop blitz in L five R because right. you start with six gold already, and everything yeah. in the gold is so chunky. It's not. Like something like magic, where you start with no resources whatsoever, right. and there's this very defined way that you go about right. increasing them. There are things that lend problems to that. As I, I saw somebody point out on the forums, if you look at basic lesson out of Kalani's landing, it, it's like they just printed a holding that was a zero gold holding. Can you imagine them printing a zero gold holding that produced three? I mean, it would be like corrupt gold without yeah. super corrupt gold without an honor loss, and people would look at that and be like, "Oh my god, that's ridiculous." But that's what basic lesson is out of Kalani's land. Yeah. Well. Uh, and so, so my point... If that's go, not even the fastest deck. <laughs> yeah. If you go back to CE and you look at it, um, Crane were also doing very poorly at CE. So to bring CE back up, they had to give us Embassy and Shikishi. I don't think an Embassy and Shikishi would bring us to the same point at this point in the arc that it would have, because we're about at that point that they brought out Embassy. Well, let's, let's you go before... Uh, Lion? Lion. Ancestor. But they already... Or Lion Blitz, too. Well, yeah, Lion Blitz, but I don't even know if that... Is, I, well, no, I'm just, I'm just saying that is not. Well, but this, go, so that, that's go, the problem. Getting to go before Lion and, yes. is not to be underestimated. Embassy no, but, was seen as a problem towards the end of Celestial Edition. Right, too. But, but, yeah. but Embassy was not the problem. Shikishi was the problem. Well, they were both. That was, a problem. I mean, it, the, the Embassy only gave you uh, a headed start over two different people. Well, I, I don't, I don't ever, I never saw that Embassy was a problem, but I did see that Shikishi the, was really. The other problem with Embassy was that you, when you focus during open duels, action phase duels, you got the plus one focus value. Yeah, and it made it like. Ex- well, right, but most decks didn't compete in that, anyways. It it, it nine times that, out of ten. It, it meant that you know, like what, even if you're playing another dueling deck, you can't lose a duel. Right. Yeah. No, no, I, mean, I can understand that, but I mean, or at least not how a, many other not dueling decks are there really? At that point, there, 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 was, there was like. It's hard to say. Yeah, no, well, I'm, that I'm was, not saying that there weren't. I'm just saying that there aren't that uh, many. I, I don't Most know. But others I think are just going to Celestial was more easily fixable because Celestial was a couple of very specific decks and that yeah. had very specific things. And, and it was, was all about and it was and it, it was all about cheap guys, which meant it was easy to print meta for it. I don't know if you can do it now. I mean, I guess it could help for some of these things to print like, ridiculous nuke cheap guys meta again. Except it's probably too late. I mean, something that they're designing it's, now is not going to come out. It's not like, like it's going to. It's not like that will work against Phoenix Blitz, though. Cause yeah, yeah, but when it, it Phoenix doesn't, Blitz doesn't blitz with cheap guys. Uh, you, it, cheaps, it, it blitzes with free gold. Yeah, I mean. Well, that's that's been the big problem. It's free gold. I mean, a lot of what's opened up, a lot of this blitz is open border, uh, open market. 
Oh, yeah, open market. Open market's been like three fourths of what, what I, at least from what I've seen, of I mean, what's been fueling up the. But the the, Blitz Fe- decks. the Phoenix Blitz Monk deck is you buy Karachu and you put Toss of Wind on him and he's got eight fourths, or you buy Hay- Hayabe and make him Tactician and sacrifice a card. Yeah, and I think you- it's kind of it's kind of interesting. A lot of the Blitz decks have a lot of different ways to attack you, depending on just what combination of cards in hand and. Yeah. Then I said it. It's a really interesting exercise in deck construction. It's just not... I mean, it, unfortunately, it really is the case that at any point in time when one of the best couple of decks is Blitz, that's bad for the environment because people don't enjoy getting blitzed. Like, they just... Yeah, no. there, there are... You know, I know Trevor will be like, it doesn't matter how you lose, like, which he doesn't... I don't think he really even believes when he says that, but it does. Yeah. It, it, it does matter... As I said, there's a reason why, like in Magic, they they don't really make good land destruction anymore. Right. And or not it's, that it's L5, expensive. Not that L5R does. Well, yeah, they don't even print Stone Rain anymore, do they? In Magic. Yeah, well, Stone Rain was too red to destroy a land, and that was like the baseline. Uh, yeah. It was a red and two colorless. Well, two, yeah, yeah, two red. Yeah, I think that's sure, what sure, he that's meant. What I meant. That's yeah, okay. Yeah, he... So yeah, Sinkhole. Now that was that was like. Yeah. But they really haven't printed that in a long time. Uh, but but it, yeah, it just makes for a, a not fun game. And like I said, that's what they said in CE is people like to play their game. Mid game decks, I feel, are where L5R really shines. And when you get yeah, out of you, those, you decks, have more. It, it when the game actually lasts, five, got at least five turns or six turns, or that gives you more of an opportunity to actually play your cards, to actually have more yeah, back and forth. You, you get to fight battles. It matters where and how you assign. All those good, like, interesting decisions come to fore. And you don't see that with Blitz. Yeah, it's... I, partially, it's, it's overall power level, and then, I think, combined with speed. Because if you think back to just base Emperor, that felt a lot more fun than what we have now. For the most part, yeah. It, it feels. I mean, it's. Kind I mean, of I had misgivings about Base Emperor even back then, but it was not. It wasn't as bad. Right. From when Forgotten Legacy came out, there were issues with stuff being. Yeah. With individual cards being way above the curve. I, I don't know what Reese's scale is, but there's a a lot of Forgotten Legacy. Most of Forgotten Legacy is, in fact, more than a six. You'll you can you can listen to his comments on 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 numbering of. Power levels, I guess, in the that interview. Whenever I get it edited, but okay, well, so that was the strange assembly mopey time uh, segment. Sorry, good folk. We're apparently, we're apparently all quitting the game. If you can just get everybody in your playgroup to agree not to play the top tier decks when you're playing for fun. Yeah, because that's how CCGs work. I know that's the problem. <laughs> I don't know. I've got an unopened box of Emperor Booster sitting here. Maybe, maybe next time we can. Draft? Draft with I the, actually, I actually like the draft. draft rules? Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> the, the one that doesn't give honor a ridiculous advantage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the, like, we had to completely change the rules of how this works because it didn't. Anyhow, so that was enough. So there's moping. Now we're going to go on to the next segment, which is... More moping? I hope not. No, where we talk about not. all the... <laughs> griping. We're on to griping. griping. The oh, yeah, there we go. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently we're gonna gripe some more there before we get be out of this. There might be some too. Apparently we're gonna gripe too. about griping, or at least Chris is. You've been listening to Strange Assembly. You can download more episodes of Strange Assembly on iTunes. 
or from our website at www.strangeassembly.com. While you're at our website, you can check out the frequently updated main page or talk with us on the forums. You can also email me directly at chris at strangeassembly.com or you can follow Strange Assembly on Facebook or Twitter. Strange Assembly, either place. Thanks for listening. Cry when you're laughing. <laughs> That's not really true, but he does. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Lie to the child at this age. Start the habit young. Whoa. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, no. Yeah, this is so not making it. <gasps> Ride a little horsey. Go to town. Ride a little horsey. Don't fall down. This is really, this is a losing proposition because whenever it is that I stop, he will cry. Ride a little horsey, go to town. Ride a little horsey, don't fall down. Ride a little horsey, go to town. Ride a little horsey, don't fall down. What? I said don't fall down, Benjamin. Why'd you fall down?